Hi, families. This is Crystal Sanford, your host for Thriving Special Families. So glad to have you here again today, where we are offering insight, humor, and hope to your special needs journey. Today, our topic will be teens and tweens thriving while learning at home. And our special guest is Mrs. Kathleen Smith. So glad to have you here. Hi, Ms. Kathy. Thank you. Yes, yes. Welcome. So again, families, this podcast was made with you in mind. We hope that you find value as you are parenting your teen and tween while they're learning at home. And also always remember that the information that is shared here is for informational purposes only. If you are in need of medical or legal advice, please do consult a specialist in that area. And our show is sponsored by Stanford Autism Consulting, offering IEP advocacy and helping you advocate for the special education that your child deserves. So again, we have Mrs. Kathleen Smith here, and she will be helping us talk and discuss tips that are ways to support parents who are supporting teens and tweens at home. Mrs. Kathleen Smith is a wife and a mother who has raised seven children with her husband of 30 years. She has worked in education and supported children in special education for 25 years. And she's an example of someone who enjoys working with children and she values good parent and teacher relationships. Mrs. Smith is also a seamstress and she enjoys home decorating. So welcome again, Miss Kathy is what I call you because uh, you're so near and dear to my heart, like another mom for me, but I've also worked with you as, and seen your work and excellence as you've supported teens and tweens in the school system. And so I just knew that I had to have you on as a guest because, you know, we're at the time of this recording, we're still in a time of distance learning. And I know that you have seen it all probably when it comes to special education and teens and tweens. And maybe you can share some insight to parents today. So tell us, Miss Kathy, what brought you to the field of special education? I love to hear uh, people share a little bit about their story. Well, the way I started, I... um a principal where my children were attending school asked me to support a new teacher. And that's really initially how I got started. And I worked probably a couple of months in that year to support the teacher toward the end of the school year. And I was basically waiting for my last child to get at least to the first grade before I, you know, decided I wanted to just kind of go back to work. So When that particular baby was in kindergarten, I took on a couple of hours a day while while he was was at school. And then from that point, as he went on to full time, then I stretched myself a little more and I started working six hours a day. And someone had told me that there was an opening and they were looking for someone to work in the special education department. And so I said, oh, okay, you know, I I think I'm about ready. So I just went and applied and they hired me and I've been there ever since. Oh, wow. Well, lucky for us here, uh, here in San Diego for your 25 years of service in this area. So I know that over the years, you've seen so much when it comes to supporting teens and tweens. What are you seeing now over the time of distance learning that we're in right now? What are you seeing with students? Are they struggling more or less or, or what's what are you seeing? Well, some students are actually thriving. 
in this pandemic. You know, some children who are having difficulties are now thriving and doing very well. Uh, And I think it's because of the way they're giving the directions. Mm -hmm. They're uh, straightforward type directions where Mm -hmm. they can go back and they can read what it is they're supposed to do. It just seems like their attention is more focused, you know, because they're having to stare right at the computer versus in the classroom, you have a lot of distractions in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so those who are having issues probably with distractions are more focused now because they can, they're just looking straight at this computer. There's nobody to hold conversations with, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you have some siblings running around or somebody else in the house. But for the most part, they're more focused in that sense. Then you have some that are uh, not doing as well. And, you know, I would see that as just because this is a very social time of their life when they're Mm -hmm. in this period of time. And so I think a lot of them uh, struggle with that more than they do with their schoolwork. It's it's not so much that they can't get the work done or they're having issues with it, but it's the social aspect you know, of it that uh, they're having difficulties, which which reflects back on their studies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of things in place right now for them. But those are those are the main things that I see and um, parents really being concerned about, you know, the, their mental health, you know, and I, and mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that we all understand that. You know, because right. this is their time in their life when they're like social butterflies, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's so interesting that you share that paradox, you know, that you're seeing on the one hand, there's some kids who without the distractions, you know, I've seen, you know, kids who um, maybe are uh, identified with ADHD or, or you know, attention deficit, um, other health impaired uh, typically needing those movement breaks and, you know, the things kind of chunked and and these things are able to be more easily provided in the home learning environment. And so as a result, some of them are doing better. Um, In contrast, your children who are, are, you know, struggling socially, especially at this age, Mm -hmm. that social piece is so big. It's so important that it's bleeding over into their academics. So that's, that's really interesting, you know, dynamic that we have going on here. So uh, you've been supporting uh, children uh, who are, pushing into and receiving special education support in the general education setting. And so what are some things that parents maybe can do, things that you have been able to do in ways you've been able to support kids uh, virtually, you know, because that's, that's where we're, we're operating now. Maybe something that you, that you can do virtually as well as things that maybe parents can do at home with, to support their kids. Yeah. Well, what I, what I see right now is that, um, the main thing parents can do is to sit down with their student and actually go through a couple of lessons. And it, mm-hmm. it won't take um, maybe an hour or less, maybe not even an hour, mm-hmm. just to see what the student is doing okay. and how they are manipulating the program that they're using. And, and a lot of schools are using Canvas. Okay. And Canvas is very easy to use and very easy to navigate. Very easy to navigate. Mm -hmm. If they do that, then they can um, 
check their work anytime to, to see, you know, if they're okay. Um, you know, if it's getting done, um, that's one of the things that I've had to do. Uh, and that, which is one story that I want to tell you about when I get to that part, but, um, basically stay involved, you know, ask them how they're doing every day, you know, hug them, tell them you love them. You know, those things are so important during this time. Be patient with them, be patient with yourself, most of all. And, you know, kids bounce back, you know, they go through, but, you know, I believe that a lot of the kids will be able to go right back into that next grade level and be okay. Now, that is so powerful. I've got to stop you right there because I have so many parents so concerned that, you know, their child's going to be behind there. They have experienced, you know, regression or their concern. How will their child be able to make that transition back into on in-person learning? And so you're saying because of the resilience of children Mm -hmm. and and, and teens, they're going to be okay. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful for parents to hear that and and get that affirmation. Someone who has worked with kids and and seen them in, in so many different contexts over 25 years, um, you're confident that kids are going to be okay um, after this. Well, for the most part, yeah. You know, we can't promise, and I can't sit here and say that all kids are going to be okay because sure. you know, by right, they're not. It's life, but and I feel so sadly because of, the, of things that have happened during a pandemic with some children. You know, my heart has really been ailing over that. But mm-hmm. that's why I say stay close to your children as close as possible and give them uh, as much of your time. Uh, you know, if it's something they like to do, try to keep them doing it. Find some ways to keep them occupied because, you know, so many kids today, they, uh, especially the ones who like sports, you know, that. I mean, some kids, sports is what they need in order to keep them moving. Right. So uh, if it's you going out and, and getting out there or, or just getting a group of kids together, you know, in that sense to just play some touch or whatever, just mm-hmm. try to keep them as active as possible, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's a yeah. piece that is missing here at the time of our recording here in Southern California. Kids are not engaging in their typical uh, high school sports. And so, um, like you're saying, things to do to keep them moving. Um, yes. That's really powerful and, and important for our uh, teens and tweens. Uh, so, Miss Kathy, what about those kids who are disorganized at home? And so um, how can a parent help that child, the one who you know can't keep up with their paperwork? And that's been a struggle at school. And now that still is a struggle at home. Uh, well, you know, see, that, that's one of the things that's one of the benefits. <laughs> I hate to put it that way, but it's kind of a benefit for kids who were using a lot of paperwork mm-hmm. because now they really don't have a lot of paperwork. Most okay. of it is, is on the computer. Okay. So uh, a perfect example is that is, is my own uh, grandson who was a disorganized little student, you mm-hmm. know, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's thriving in this because everything's right in front of him and it's in the computer and it stays there. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to go find it. My son doesn't have to go, where's your, where's this and where's that? Mm-hmm. You know, they're working very closely with him. And so he's one of the students that are, are, are thriving in this pandemic because he doesn't have a lot of papers. Everything is contained right there within the system. So a benefit. So a plus there is. Uh, yes. 
many schools are doing that uh, contact lists and virtual documents, like you said. Right. So there's not a lot of things that they'll have to try to keep up with versus, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the time I know I had a student that had to be organized. And as a matter of fact, I think that's one of the students we both work with together. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, yeah, it was about, it's a challenge because it was about Mm -hmm. making sure all of that work was together where he can get it. You know, every time he stepped into another class, where is it? You know, but uh, during this time, everything is right, right there in that system. So um, that's why I said parents just take a few minutes and go through the classes with them and and see how that canvas works. Oh, man, they'll find that it'll be such a relief to them. Uh, They'll be able to go in and look at their students work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it only takes a few minutes. I guarantee you, it only takes a few minutes. So um, if they can do that, that's it right there. You know, it's not as much worry with organizing right now because everything is in the system. So that's great. And and I think that parents can probably digest that and, and accept that. Okay, it won't be a long amount of time. There's not going to be that many battle that can go on, you know, because, you know, it'll be a short amount of time helping them go through maybe a lesson or two, uh, you know, showing the parent kind of what they're working with right. and kind of keep track that way um, right. digitally. So uh, for our other kids who are maybe inhibited in sharing and speaking, you know, I know that uh, there are some kids, my own daughter now, she's in fourth grade um, on the autism spectrum and she's hesitant to engage when a teacher pairs them in groups or when she has to kind of share out to the group on Zoom. Um, what tips do you have for those kids who may be a little shy to participate or um, or who that was their goal, you know, or is their goal to, to share more and to participate more? Well, you know, that's difficult. And I deal with that daily, you know. Um, so sometimes what what will happen is the teacher might say, okay, I need to take roles. Everybody turn on the camera. And just for a minute, you know, so I can say hi or good mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. you know. And that worked so well. I was amazed to watch that uh, happen. And I mean, we get excited to see the students like, whoa, right. look at them, you know, yeah. because a lot of them are very shy. And mm-hmm. uh, but that those are some of the things that they do. And when they work in groups together, you know, some of them will turn their cameras on mm-hmm. and, and speak out a little bit. So mm-hmm. some of them are just shy around adults, but they come out when it's just the students, you know, like mm-hmm. a group of students in a breakout room or something like that. Then they will stop being so shy and they'll come out. But then some never, just never want to. And, you know, that's part of the challenge of being set up on a computer and doing a home study right now this way, because some children are just not responding to that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but every effort is made. And uh, again, everything that we can do, you know, even if it's just to say hi, you know, or, or good morning. I mean, that mm-hmm. worked so well. I mm-hmm. I was really surprised when I saw that strategy. I'm like, oh, okay. And all the students turn on their cameras and even mm-hmm. if it was just for a minute. And I'm discovering too that if a student feels close enough and warm enough to talk to you, like, you know, you can say, can you turn your camera on for a minute? You know, and they will turn their camera on. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, and we talk, 
mm-hmm. and we discuss the mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's just making that connection with the student to get them to turn a camera on and to speak out and to say what they want to say. So um, that's great that, you know, yeah. you things that are a little bit more natural and conversational yes. and maybe starting to bridge the gap to make the student feel comfortable enough to engage. Yes. Okay. That's wonderful. And that's something that, that maybe parents can advocate for. Maybe they can uh, advocate. Maybe it's an accommodation right now. I know that for many parents of children who have IEPs, they have emergency plans or contingency plans of what will special education services look like when my mm-hmm. child is in distance learning. And so maybe yeah. that's a piece that needs to be added in that the mm-hmm. child will be allowed to um, you know, engage without the camera. They will be able to have more small group time or maybe yeah. some more, um, you know, one-on-three time with uh, various special education professionals because maybe they won't engage as much with the teacher, but maybe they will with someone like you, like a paraprofessional or, yeah. or, you know, with a related service provider. So maybe we need to th- be thinking outside the box and yeah. how to get our kids to engage. Yeah. Yes, because basically that's who we are. We're 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 kind of like filling in that little gap mm-hmm. between the parent and the administration and the teacher and the student. We're that little piece right there mm-hmm. that kind of pulls it together in that sense with the student. Right. Right. You know, because we can get to know the student. You know, the mm-hmm. teachers are not that they don't get to know the students, but in, in the classroom when when kids are working or even on uh, when we're Zooming, you know, she's focused on trying to get the lesson out to the students and, and to make sure they have what they need and the help they need. And we're that little in-between that's going to go, okay, how are you doing? Are you okay? Let me help you with this. Or, is you know, is this okay? Do you understand this? You know, in the process, while she is actually bringing the lesson out, mm-hmm. you know, so that's basically what we're doing and, you know, watching the chat and making sure that, you know, everything is going okay there. So it really has been interesting, I tell you. I can imagine after so many years of working in person with children to have to shift online and watching how their behavior, maybe their some of their skills have changed. I'm sure it's definitely been interesting, but you have been able to pivot, you know, was the word uh, that people use now and uh, use your skills to support kids just in a different way. Um, I'd love to hear uh, your story. I know you shared about that you had a story to share about a student that you've been able to make, have some success with. We'd love to hear about that. Well, um, you know, I've done this uh, with a couple of parents. Just take a few minutes, you know, on my job. Just take a few minutes. Here's what we're doing. Here's what your student needs to do. Mm-hmm. And then this particular student is done. And we were all happy. We were we were leaving the Zoom smiling. The mom was smiling. The student was smiling. I was smiling because, mm-hmm. you know, there was something going on here. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. the work is getting done. And sometimes it just takes that. Wow. And so, Miss Kathy, you're saying here, because I can hear, you know, some parents would say, well, you don't know my kid. My kid has an IEP. My kid, the reading is low or my kid was already struggling before COVID. And now here they are at home with me and and I don't have any time. I'm trying to work and raise these kids and, and I don't have the time to help my teenager. You know, what do you mm-hmm. say to that parent? What I say to that parent is don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. What I say to that parent is take one day at a time and mm-hmm. take 
one moment at a time and say like Tuesday, you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to check on the English and see how that's going or see how that class works. Mm -hmm. Then you come back the next day uh, or the next week and say, oh, okay, well, let me sit in on, you know, Sarah's uh, Spanish class or Mm -hmm. English class. Or you can even say, okay, you show me your work. Let me see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, I want to be able to talk to your teacher. And teachers will make themselves available on a daily basis if they need to, some of them. I mean, it's just, if that's what it takes, you Mm -hmm. know, their teachers are really hardworking. uh, and, And to go into that profession, you have to really care about kids because it takes a lot. And you're going to be a lot to that student. And you're going to be that parent support. And they want to be that. They want to do that. I've been doing this for 25 years, even more really. But, you know, they want to do this. They're always, they always make themselves available. We just have to know as parents that they are there for, we're there for you and we're there for your student. We're there for you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Just reach out. So families, as if you, as you've been watching, this is another episode of Thriving Special Families. I'm your host, Crystal Sanford. And today we have been discussing how to support and help our teens and tweens to thrive while learning at home. Our special guest has been Mrs. Kathleen Smith, who has served in the field of special education as a peer professional for over 25 years. And she's been sharing words of wisdom that we can all as parents use as we're parenting and supporting our kids at home. We talked about, you know, looking at their schedule. We talked about, you know, really helping to support their social emotional space right now, you know, loving on our kids making sure that they're okay. And then from that point, starting to build on the education piece and reaching out to our teachers um, to get help our kids get the help that they need. So Ms. Kathy, do you have any other words of wisdom to share with our families as we're parting today? Uh, I I think I've given it all. I just say to the parents, you know, uh, try not to stress yourself out because, um, when your kids go back to school, they're going to catch up. It seems like right now, you know, that maybe things are difficult, but um, eventually they catch up. I I don't know how true this is, but I can say I was once told uh, by someone else in education that when a child not go to preschool and a child can go to preschool. So the child that goes to preschool learns the lessons. By the middle of the year, the child who didn't go to preschool has caught up with the children who went to preschool. Wow. So that said a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't remember who told me that and who I heard it from, uh, but I've been around education for a long time. And, you know, it's, it's just something that, um, I, I don't know, just the resourcefulness of our kids, the Mm-hmm. to be able to bounce back when they need to. But don't beat yourself up. We're in a time that's out of our control and believe that your kids are going to do the best they can. You know, so uh, I just say don't pressure kids unnecessarily and don't put pressure on yourself. 
Well, great, great words of wisdom. And uh, we just thank you so much for sharing from your insight um, and from your time in supporting children with special needs uh, over the past 25 years. So we thank you for your service in that area, Miss Kathy. You're um, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, parents, if you have more questions uh, for Mrs. Smith, please do uh, reach out to us. If you have questions in regards to your child's IEP and how to get some supports in place, maybe how to get some accommodations in place, like what we talked about today, uh, feel free to reach out to me at Sanford Autism Consulting. Uh, you can also email crystal at sdautismhelp.com. Um, and I'll make sure that uh, if you have questions for Mrs. Kathleen Smith, that they get to her. Um, so thank you again for another episode of Thriving Special Families, where we're offering insight, humor, and hope for your special needs journey. Have an amazing day, everyone. Bye-bye.